0: Welcome to The 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 72 of The 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at The Porch Community Church with my friend our media pastor Josh Harrell. Hello, Josh.
1: Hey Shannon, how's it going? (laughs) Uh,
0: I wanna be like a fly on the wall or a I don't know, a fly in a car. I don't know if they anyway, when someone's listening to this and they hear us do that opening thing, if they're just like, Ugh or if they're like
1: he Well I don't know. I I have heard that Will Steinberg said if I'd don't do it every episode. He's just going to shut that episode <laughs> off.
0: Okay, well, Will, this one's for you. <laughs> so, yeah, we're in episode 72. We're doing our special Holy Week, as we're calling them, devisodes. They are devotion episodes, and we are on Thursday, April 14th of Holy Week, also known as Monday Thursday.
1: Do you know any reason for
0: no, that? No, as soon as I was about to say, I should know it if I were a good Methodist, but...
1: Where's Diane when you need her?
0: <laughs> I know. I remember when I first heard about Monday Thursday because I grew up Catholic. You'd think I'd know, but I didn't. And then I heard about it, and I was like, Monday Thursday? What? I don't understand. Why does? Why are we talking about Monday on Thursday? So I'll
1: tell you. The first time I heard about it was when so down when we were downtown, we do a Holy Week service every day, mm-hmm. and my first year there, um, I literally got the notes, and it said Monday Thursday, and I'm like. This isn't right. How you spell Monday? And why are we calling it Monday Thursday? Yeah. I I don't understand.
0: Well, there you go. And that's I mean, it's like I, why are you getting the weeks mixed up? So I'm trying to I'm sitting here looking as you're talking about this. Yeah. Um So, of course, the last supper is celebrated on Thursday of Holy Week. Um and um I'm still trying to look and see okay, Monday is the Latin it's derived from the Latin word for command. Um, which refers to, mm, let's see, the love one another command that Jesus gave. Mm-hmm. The love one another as I have loved you command. So, oh, okay. That makes um, sense. Yeah. So.
1: And then also on Thursday, uh, every once in a while we'd have something called a Seder meal on Monday, Thursday. Yeah.
0: And that was, basically, it was the, the Passover meal. It was the meal that celebrated during the Passover.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it had very... Everything was had significance. I just remember everything. horseradish. Yeah. I didn't... I've never done a Seder meal. Yeah.
1: I had to do tech for, like, yeah. two of them.
0: So you're like, horseradish. Great. Yeah, because <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they would bring in a Jewish person that uh, uh-huh. pra- that is now a professing Christian. Yes. And he knew all the... The historical and uh, symbolic. Uh,
0: you know what? I think I did do one one time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Symbolic uh, meaning behind everything. Yes. That was done in the Passover meal because Jesus, even though he, you yeah. know, he came to do an, a new law, he did participate in the traditional of Passover. Of course. Meal. Yeah. Yeah. So it. So he was like, well, th- you should know this because he did this during the Last Supper.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so um, on this Monday Thursday, where we remember the Last Supper. Um, here, here's a thought to, I, I know the answer, I think for most of us, but to kind of get us into the, um, mindset of, of what we're going to talk about today is to consider a time when you experience both sadness and joy at the same time. Hmm. Um, I think a good example of that might be when. Maybe uh, someone, especially like if it was a, you know, like a grandparent or someone who had been suffering physically, Mm -hmm. uh, had finally passed away, and you're so sad that they're gone, but you're also joyful that they're no longer in pain, and you know they're in the presence of God, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of mixture of sadness and joy, or, you know, even something as nowhere near as as big, but it's like, you know... um, when someone you're really close to, you know, moves away for a new opportunity or to go to school or whatever right. and it's like you're sad that they're gone but you're excited for what, what they're going into yeah. um Being uh, single until I was thirty eight, I would say I had some of those moments of like when some of my friends would get married, and I'd be like, "I'm sad because I know that our relationship's going to be a little different now." Oh yeah. But I'm also happy for them Mm -hmm. because they are, you know, getting married and moving on. So, Mm. um, but so there's this this kind of in between of sadness and joy, and and Paul actually describes that feeling really well in Second Corinthians uh, chapter six, verse ten when he says that um, the servants of God, he says, our hearts ache, but we always have joy. So here, even Paul's talking about, there's a, a heartache and yet joy at the same time. And a lot of Holy Week actually is like that. A lot of Holy Week is both heartache and joy. Because as believers, we, we should find that we're both, we're, that we're sorrowful and joyful Mm-hmm. As we're reminded of all that Jesus did and accomplished, all that this week represents, there should be some sorrow. Yeah, um, and there should be also some joy, knowing what He's coming to establish. Because the sorrow being, like that—that that He had to do it, mm-hmm. and that our sin was part of that mm-hmm. reason, you know.
1: But in that, like one of the toughest things to do is to find joy in such a sad moment, like true joy, yeah. because. Like I like you're talking about these examples, and I can mm-hmm. think of times I faked it. Yeah. yeah. And then, but the ones where it's true joy in those sad moments mm-hmm. are very, very rare, and the best I can think of only come from Jesus.
0: Well, exactly, and I think that's and that's where true joy is really found. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's because that true joy is so rare for us to really experience. Yeah. That. Um, you know, cause we're used to being like in a really good mood or being really happy and being yeah. like, I'm so joyful. And, and yet we realize very quickly how fragile that mindset is mm-hmm. when something goes wrong yeah. and that crumbles. Um, do we still have joy? Yeah. And, and um, that's a, that's a good question. You know, I'm um, thinking of a, a good friend right now who is, whew, you know, dealing with, with sorrow from losing their spouse and, Um, you know, how, how they're just trying to stay alive in joy, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm sure, um, you know, especially like if you lose a spouse or someone or someone that's younger, you know, you don't expect that. Um, I'm sure that the definition of joy, uh, is different after an experience like that. Mm -hmm. So, so here's Paul. Um, writing in Second Corinthians about ache, heartache, and joy, and and with Holy Week being like that too, um, and realizing all that Jesus has accomplished. You know, Jesus said these words. He said these at the Last Supper. Um, you can find these uh, again. I, I keep referencing every day in our devisodes uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So, in Matthew twenty six, or Mark fourteen, or Luke twenty two. Uh, you find a version of of Jesus saying, this is my body. And then he broke bread and he gave it to his friends. And then, um, and he did this because he is the bread of life. He actually even described himself as such in John mm. chapter 6 when he says, I am the bread of life. And so what breaking the bread represented uh, is that his body, was going to be the perfect sacrifice that was made that all the Jewish people understood the need for sacrifice.
1: Yeah, because even at, when you go way back to Adam and Eve, they were having to make sacrifices to atone for the sins that they mm-hmm. uh, perpetrated in their life. And that was the only way that they could do it yep. based on the old law. Yeah, And with Jesus coming to the new law, there was a new law, so a new sacrifice was made that paid for them all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: ones that have been done, ones that haven't been done yet for mm-hmm. people that were born alive then, Oof. for people that haven't been born yet. Mm-hmm. So
0: Atonement.
1: Yep. Complete atonement for anything and everything that has been done mm-hmm. through this one perfect sacrifice. Yeah.
0: And so here he is. He's like, I'm the bread of life. And then that bread is broken. So he, he I mean, uh, Jesus, his, his life was broken. I mean, the weight of sin and death and by so by sharing that bread with his disciples at the Last Supper, he is instituting, he's beginning um, this opportunity for them to symbolically understand, like to have something to see. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, they're about to see something for sure. Um, but he's giving them this act to uh, remember, a uh, sacrament, um, but they didn't know that yet, I don't think. But he wants them, um, and and I think there's so much that has to do with with bread, um, you know that bread was such a, a staple of sustenance. I mean, it was the easiest thing there, you know. Well, and often,
1: and, and like God provided yes, bread, the manna, like, yeah, manna from heaven, you know. And I yeah. mean, God, you like people, See, ta- God
0: loves carbs, yes. So, <laughs> I don't know where. I had. <laughs>
1: I'll just picture like a free bread basket.
0: <laughs> In heaven? Yeah. Like, welcome. What kind of rolls would you like? <laughs> and it never goes empty. Yeah. Yeah. I want those. Can I have those rolls from Texas Roadhouse? Do you, and do you have any of that honey butter or whatever yeah. that stuff is? That, now that's I'm legit. hungry. I know. We're sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so here. Sorry, listener. Um, so here's Jesus instituting the sacrament of of uh remembering um we're being offered the bread of life, we're being offered this gift of grace through Jesus and and really it to show that here's this opportunity to actually be in relationship with him. And so this is this is good news even in the midst of sorrow. Because mm-hmm. if the disciples were even paying a little bit of attention, Jesus has most definitely dropped several hints that he's about to leave.
1: Yeah. that I mean. Yeah, and, and we know the whole story, so it's easy for us to pick up on those hints. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, did, did they see those breadcrumbs that he was dropping while he was mm-hmm. breaking the bread?
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah. I
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, I saw a meme yesterday and it was two like disciple y looking guys talking. And one, so, like
1: you talking like hipsters with like the <laughs> man bun and the beard. It was like
0: cartoonish. So, okay. it, was, it was a, you know, a illustration. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so one was like, hey, are you going to be there at the Last Supper on Thursday? And the other disciple was like, last supper he goes oh i just meant supper just supper and it was judas talking to one of the disciples. oh yeah and i was like ouch okay so um <laughs> so jesus has offered the bread he's offered this um it's imagery for his disciples he's told them to remember it of course i mean think about this that meal josh uh, all 12 disciples, because mm-hmm. Jesus even served communion to yeah. Judas, or shared the bread and the wine with Judas. Mm-hmm. Those 12, and then 11 eventually, they they add someone back in. Um, we celebrate communion today because 12 people in first century Jerusalem shared a meal together. Mm-hmm. That's that's. Uh, crazy to stop and think about. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: what other practices from first century Jerusalem
0: mm-hmm.
1: have made it into the zeitgeist of <laughs> the modern world?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's, of course, it's only it's yeah. only
1: Christian things.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: like how how impactful is.
0: And known, like, is there, you know what, sure, there might be some pagan weirdness, but like, like known in like the, just the normal of everyday life, even if you're not a believer. The second most
1: recognizable symbol in the world is the cross.
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. First
1: one is the American flag, Mm -hmm. but the second most recognizable.
0: Really? I didn't know that. I mean,
1: kind of, yeah. And even
0: like the, uh, you know, like the, the painting of, of the Last Supper. Yeah. You know, like that is a known.
1: Yeah. I mean. It's, it's, even if you aren't a Christian, it is incredible the impact and influence that someone from first century Jerusalem had mm-hmm. on the world as a whole for over 2,000 years. Yep. Yep. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. And that, that should make you go, that's God. You know, that should make you go, I should dig into this. Yeah, there's be, there's there must be something about this. There must be this. something that is worthwhile.
0: <laughs> yeah, for because
1: sure. Because th- nothing else has done that. Yeah. Period.
0: Well, and I think what so the next thing we mention here, so they've they've shared the bread. Well, now Jesus offers them the cup, mm-hmm. and he calls it not just a cup. But he says, "This is my blood of the new covenant." Yeah. Again, you can read this in Matthew twenty-six, Mark fourteen, or Luke twenty-two. This is the blood of my covenant, and he is going back to. I mean, his disciples knew what covenant meant. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this was Jewish language. This was Jewish reference that if, they knew. If
1: you want to learn more about covenant, we do have an episode on covenants of this in this podcast. I can't remember exactly what episode, but mm-hmm. we we dive into. Uh, the significance and how important using the word covenant instead of promise and all that good stuff is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: I wish I could remember that episode right now. I'm just never good at it. Yeah, you could go and listen to episode. 55 and and find more out about covenant. So, when Jesus says this is my the blood of my covenant, he's referring to Jeremiah 31 especially because the prophet Jeremiah spoke of God making a new covenant with his people and he's referring to these moments. I mean, this is prophetic stuff. Um, of course, there was the covenant that was established, um, but it's like like Jeremiah prophesied that this new covenant was going to come through Jesus. And so here we have this meal. It would be the last one under the old covenant right? where God requires animal sacrifices to atone for sin. And so before that week is over, um, sacrifices and Passover lambs would no longer be required. So if you were in the... Passover lamb, well, it would no longer be required. It was still being done because if you didn't believe uh, in Jesus, you continued on. But from that point forward, the sacrifice of animals or the most unblemished animal you could find was no longer necessary because mm-hmm. you have Jesus, the Lamb of God, and he was about to, to die for the sins of the world. Uh, we read about that, the the Lamb of God in Exodus 24 um but it would be Jesus' blood that pays that price pays that penalty his death that atones for our wrongs once and for all like you said a moment ago josh
1: mm-hmm. and and for <laughs> me it it it's not lost on me that he honors the old covenant one more time before he establishes yep, the new covenant
0: for sure yeah, yeah he wants to he wants to yeah. link them
1: like like it is like this is this is my father's doing and
0: now i'm here to fulfill what he said I was coming to do Mm -hmm. and this is it and his desire was for every single person to recognize that yeah um so of course i i I think linking that was very important so Mm -hmm. so i we opened up this this devisode with the the question idea of um being sorrowful and joyful at the same time and how that is such a strange strange mixture but when you think about the last supper even um, it's okay to be sorrowful when remembering the last supper or when, when we share communion together, we're going to share communion on Easter Sunday. Um, it's okay to have a, a, a feeling of sorrow in that moment because this meal led up to the most painful, sinful, sorrowful event in the history of the world and future. <laughs> yeah of all time, the yeah. history of all time yeah. that, that will ever happen. Yeah. And those hours, when you think about it as as disciples, um would have been so sad and so confusing for Jesus' friends um, as some of them were starting to may to realize the significance of what was about to happen. Because I I mean you, you would hope that even at the supper some were going, oh this is not the way this was going to go. And well,
1: I, you know, I am curious at how many actually like are starting to understand because mm-hmm. you know, then they're then they're still, and we're going to get to yeah. the garden soon. But like, they couldn't even stay awake with <laughs> yeah. with Jesus who was praying.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Some people say literal drops of blood. And some people say the sweat. Drops were like drops of blood. So I mean, yeah. but he was pray, praying that fervently that he wasn't going to have to do this, and they like they see how distressed he is mm-hmm. and couldn't even stay awake. So I'm wondering, are they grasping?
0: I I don't know. And again,
1: I go, would I either? And I go, <laughs> probably not.
0: You'd be snoozing snoozing on a rock.
1: No, I just, I would probably like I try to put myself in these people's situation because mm-hmm. it baffles me. And intrigues me at the same time. So I, I, like, I almost want to go, like, he's too big for them to prop to persecute. Yeah. Like, I don't have to worry because, like, because he is too, like, he is God. I'm not worried. Like, they can't touch him. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I'm just trying. Like, but as again, walk- that's
0: the whole idea of you're putting the situation I'm in your putting, mind because yes. Jesus was like, "No, I want them to yeah, arrest me. Exactly. I want them to take me because this is what."
1: And since we're walking through this, I'm really trying to put myself in mm-hmm. the the place that people where people are thinking because these were pe- like these twelve people were with him throughout the entirety of his yep. ministry, mm-hmm. and that everything he said happened. Yeah. So when it's, he said
0: It's all coming to pass. So
1: when he says this and then uh, and then there's yeah. moments of like denying him and
0: And that, I think that's just their humanness. I know. I mean just the yeah. you know, cuz I do think that some of them were starting to catch on. I mean, they definitely were aware there was a plot to yes. arrest Jesus yes. and they were probably aware that there was a plot not just to arrest him but to kill him. Right. So they were on alert, which mm-hmm. kind of explains Peter's reaction, yep. you know, to Slicing off a soldier's ear when they come to arrest them, yeah. but it's like all these different things. It's, but, but yeah, their humanness is mm-hmm. so much a part of it, and that's, I mean, that's because they were. Yeah, you know. So here they are in the middle of all this, and, and I think we could find ourselves, even in the midst of of the understanding of what Jesus did for us. Um, we can still have joy because the answer to the problem of our suffering and death lies in the suffering and death of Jesus. And we, we can take sorrowful joy in that, <laughs> that it was necessary, mm-hmm. but thank you, God, for Jesus. And so the next time we share communion together, which will be um, Sunday, Easter, mm-hmm. it's this opportunity for us to remember what Christ did for us and celebrate what we receive as a result of what Jesus has done. And so we can live into that tension a little bit of sorrow and joy. Um, here's a couple of things to leave with you on this episode for today. Some things to ponder on this Maundy Thursday. Um, how often do you think about what Jesus, um, you know, besides this podcast, like have what Jesus has been doing and what he's been setting into motion, especially in the last, his last days. That's something to consider. Um, and the next time you share communion, hopefully it'll be on Easter with us or with others. Um, but you know, how can you choose to remember and take in these events, uh, before you come to receive? And of course we'll share a little bit of the Easter, um, communion liturgy on, on Easter. Um, so we'll, we'll offer that opportunity, but it's also an opportunity for you to take it in as well. um, and you know, I think I think the best way to to leave uh everyone with is do you know anyone right now who maybe is living in that that tension of maybe they're just in the place of sorrow as far as they know mm-hmm. and you have joy that you can bring to them. Yeah. And you have good news. Um dear listener, please don't be a jerk and say something stupid to someone who's dealing with sorrow. And being like, well, God meant it to happen or he needed an angel to give some wings to or something like that. But you can be present in people's lives and you can live out um, the true joy that's not fake and it's not happiness and it's not based on circumstance. It's based on the fact that Jesus Christ has given us new life and he's atoned for our sins. And we can be new creations. And when you live that out. Mm-hmm. That's joyful. And, and that's something to offer to someone who's in need of that today. So I hope you'll consider that on this Maundy Thursday of Holy Week.
1: And if you're wondering about what time we will have Easter services mm-hmm. on Easter, we'll have a 7 a.m. Uh, sunrise service. Mm-hmm. And then our normal nine thirty and 11 o'clock services. Yep. Um, there, There is a seat for you.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. So we hope you'll be a part of it. Yep. For sure. Hey, thanks for being here with us, uh, listeners. And we look forward to talking to you soon and seeing you on Eastern Sunday. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you
1: live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.